Hello, and welcome to Midnight Fun. I'm Katie, and I'm here because I'm just so in love with the um, series that we're doing. Uh, it's taken us a bit longer to get round to because it's a whole series instead of just watching a film. So apologies for the gap, but I'm so excited. Hi, I'm Liv, and I'm here because I'm a nasty little familiar that just wants to be a vampire. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> I see this for you. It's the Thank whole vibe you. of this podcast, just to please yeah. make us vampire, please. Please, please. <laughs> um, so we're doing what we do in the shadows, the series this time. Yeah. Because we have previously covered the movie, which it was, was the, love. It was the first episode we ever did of this like new and revamped Midnight Fun. If you've only joined us for the film and TV side of it, we used to be um, a Twilight podcast where we <laughs> talked about the Midnight Sunbuck. It was a great time, hence our name. So our first like introduction to this new season was what we do in the shadows the movie so it's nice and to it's come great. full circle and do the tv show which i think i have to say i like better than the film same i think the comedy is more my speed mm -hmm. i love it the film's still really good but the the series is a, a new level yeah. it's so funny <laughs> i also like that the series has little nods too the film um, yes. it's also written by the same it, like it's written by Jermaine Clement and everything so yeah. it's like the same kind of thing I think they kind of like obviously I love the original Wobbidits movie the I'm calling it Wobbidits the entire yes. way through I love the original Wobbidits movie I think a couple of the jokes in it don't quite land mm -hmm. anymore yeah um but I love I love 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 the Wobbidon series. Yeah. I cannot wait for season four. I Me need neither. It right it's now. so soon as well. Like they're filming it right now, aren't they? Which is so exciting. They've nearly wrapped filming. So like <laughs> so exciting. So for if you I'm sure if you're planning on listening to a 45 minute plus episode of this, you have seen some of the series. But if you haven't, we'll give you a very quick recap. Unlike our film recaps where we go scene by scene, I think yep. that might be impossible <laughs> for what, over 30 hours of content or whatever it is. So maybe not I'm a scene by I scene wrap. I could do it. I think you could. If I, I think was... you could. If you tried hard, I think you could do it in one breath. But yeah. <laughs> maybe um, we don't. I'm going to become a Twitch streamer just so I can describe the entirety of what we do in the shadows. Yes. Oh my God. People. <laughs> So where should we start? So there's a group of vampires, a coven of vampires, uh, in they're living in Staten Island, and there's five main characters. Five, six, five. Yes. Five. five. We'll call it five. So we have Nandor, Laszlo, Nadja, Colin Robinson, and Guillermo, who is Nandor's familiar. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I think you um missed off Nandor's full title title there. He's Nandor the Relentless because he just never relents. Oh, so true. <laughs> so instead of going like episode by episode, should we kind of do a rundown on the characters? Because they yeah. remain through it. So you've already started on Nandor. So tell me more about Nandor. Like I love Nandor so much. So his name is Nandor the Relentless. He is um, an ancient warlord from Al-Kanadar, which now is modern day Iran. Yeah, it's um, a fictional kingdom, so like fictional kingdom yeah. <laughs> um, of Al Kanada, um, which is now apparently one day around. Uh, he is he he's is the himbo. oldest one, and I love him. He's the oldest one. He's a total himbo. I love him so much. Um, he, yeah, he as we said, he is Guillermo's master. Um, he'd like to think he's in charge in that relationship, but uh, we all know that Guillermo wears the trousers um he's very sweet he's like his past is so bloodthirsty and yes with the 
you know, 750 years that he's been existing as a vampire, he's gotten really into glitter crafts. <gasps> yes. Um, oh. He, yeah, he loves glitter crafts. He loves creepy paper. Creepy paper. Creepy paper. He's just, he loves glitter. He's very, he's like, he's also very big on hygiene. He's like the more you know, strict flatmate, I'd say. He's yes. the one that's like, guys, can you please, like, clean up? Yes. Don't leave any victims. Don't leave any corpses downstairs. around, God. Like, stop. <laughs> it's kind of gross. He also, he has, like, throughout the series, he has a little bit of an identity crisis, bless his heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, and, like, you really just see him, like, grow as a vampire and as a person. Yeah. And I love him so much absolutely coming up next we have my favorite character which is laszlo Cravensworth. uh he's great he's so funny i will note we'll try not to get marked as explicit for this podcast but, oh, but... uh we'll talk about like sex and stuff we won't swear and stuff but just to flag the whole series it's a comedy series and laszlo especially well he's an adult film actor canonically <laughs> Um, so there's a lot of stuff. So if you are not, if you don't want to hear about stuff like that, fair enough. Not going to be anything graphic, but here's a little pre-warning before we go. So Laszlo was born in England in the 17th or 18th century around then. Um, he was the most handsome man in his village, but that village was badly affected by leprosy and plague. So the bar was quite low. Um, (laughs) (laughs) he was turned into a vampire by Nadja, his wife, who I'm sure Liv will tell you about next. Yes, I will. uh, She flew into his window and seduced him to a night of lovemaking and then turned him into a vampire. Um, which is very fun and sexy of them. Mm -hmm. Um, I love him. He has really good hypnotist, like hypnosis abilities, um he like the rest of them can transform into a bat but he likes to yell bat when he does it which is great um so he is married to Nadja and they are in a very open relationship um yes it's great and I love him he's been an adult film actor he has a topiary garden of the different vulvas that he's seen through his life which is very funny um, and also a bunny and also a bunny yeah good for him <laughs> um he also is jack the ripper question mark Mm. (laughs) like canonically they imply he's jack the ripper which is very funny he also imply he straight up says it it's it's not subtextual true he also was part of (laughs) him and nadja were part of like a famous musical duo back in the 18th century so it's very funny there's a whole episode where they go through the songs that um he wrote so like come on eileen should have been chum on irene and stuff very silly uh and i will let you talk about his wife liv ah yes also one thing to note about um laszlo cravensworth is that he is portrayed by matt berry yes the most incredible voice he has matt Um, berry's voice he sure does (laughs) oh it's great um so his lady wife nadia nadia of antipaxos i love her she is so she was um she grew up in a very poor family in uh, ancient Greece, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they were very, very poor. She had loads of brothers and sisters. They all had to share, like, one balloon at the carnival, and they used to fight each other for it. And one time she bit a piece of flesh off her brother's thigh, and they sold it for money. Um, and, you know, she used to get laughed at because she was so poor. And then she got turned by the first vampire actually ever the Mm. ancient one she got turned by him into a vampire and then she slaughtered everyone that was mean to her because we love a girl boss very girl boss of her 
Um, she's so fun and cool. She's very, she's very sexy. Yes, like, I love her. She just is objectively. She loves flirting. She loves seducing men. Mm-hmm. Um, she, uh, she has a lover called. Jeff, um, <laughs> who basically in every single life she's been in, she's had this great torrid love affair with this random man, Gregor. Or he's, you know, Gregor. Except for he's been like a washerwoman, he's been a knight, he's been, you know, a horse that she used to ride naked through the moors and all this stuff. Very romantic. And in every single one of those lives, Laszlo has not been far behind decapitating him. It's very funny because they talk very openly about how they're in this very open relationship and how they have sex with a lot of other people yeah, they yeah, both yeah. have sex Nadia with the Baron. encourages it yeah it's very funny but this one guy this one guy <laughs> but it's because every time he turns up Nadia gets upset yeah and you know Laszlo could just can't have that so he decapitates him in every single life oh um, we'd love that when will a man decapitate love... a man for me exactly. fictionally <laughs> uh, fictionally um and yeah she's I love her very much. She, like, is very funny to me because she swears, like, a lot, but then she will tell all the boys off mm. for swearing. Uh, at one point, she's like, the problem with living with other vampires is the vampires I have chosen to live with. Um, and then I can't <laughs> say the rest of that quote because she says something very funny, but she swears in it, so we're not allowed. Um, she's, yeah, she's, like, she's quite sarcastic, quite witty. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and she's just she also has the most incredible fashion sense I've ever seen. Yes. And her makeup is always on point. Um, she dresses a bit like Liv. <laughs> yes, this is true. We love. Um, but more li- me but with a higher budget. Yeah. Like if I could dress like Nadia, that would be game yes. changer. Um she also pretends to not like any of the other people that she lives with and then secretly really really loves all of them, which yeah. is very sweet. Um, she'll have like individual episodes where she'll absolutely go to bat for someone and I'm just like yeah go off Nadia um, and yeah that, that's that's Mrs Mrs Na- Nadia Cravensworth yeah so believe, yeah they are married yeah they are yeah yeah, yeah. Um, um, next uh, we have Guillermo de la Cruz we mentioned him at oh, the beginning he is Nando's familiar and he's kind of like our audience standing in a way especially at the beginning so he's kind of the outsider, but he has been a familiar for 11 years and he really wants to become a vampire. And he wants to become a vampire because he saw um, Antonio Banderas in Interview with a Vampire. It was the first Hispanic vampire that he'd ever seen. Uh, he used to cosplay as Armand and stuff, which is very cute. And that's where his love for vampires started. He's been familiaring for mm-hmm. 11 years, which means basically he's just house servant. He finds them people to drink. Uh, mm-hmm. what other duties are that he like cleans up after them there's yeah. so many episodes where it's just him like doing silly little tasks <laughs> i love it it's he very does good have a career change though quite he does he does so after being with the vampires for a while i mean we're not going to do a full plot overview so he's we'll just say it now he finds out he's an ancestor of van helsing um who as you know famous vampire slayer he finds this out by doing essentially what is a 23 and me like report not spawn <laughs> but if they want to spawn then please spawn us um <laughs> but he finds that out from there and 
Basically, he has killed a few vampires accidentally, including the Baron, which is one of the ancient Baron vampires. Yes. So they were they're kind of plotting to kill him anyway, and then they don't they decide not to go through with it because killing another vampire is like a big vampire crime. But he accidentally kills him by opening the blinds or the door. I can't remember the door, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. He, he well because Nando told him to go out to get uh, roses. So mm-hmm. the, the the Baron's room would smell nice, and he's been he's been working so hard trying to look after them because they went out and drank the blood of a load of people that were on drugs like all together. So mm-hmm. he's been like gently shepherding them home before yes. the sun's up, and he <laughs> goes out and gets these roses, and he's like he comes in like a really tired mum, and he's like I've got the bloody roses, and then next minute he sets Baron Ephesus on fire. <laughs> It's not his fault. Yeah, so then the midway through, I think it's the very end of season one, maybe beginning of season two, the Vampiric Council get involved because they've killed the guy. It's the beginning of season two, right? So the Vampiric Council are like the... What we do in the shadows equivalent of the Volturi, you know, if you're familiar with Twilight, they're like the heads of the vampires. Um, <laughs> and interestingly, the people, some of the people on the Vampiric Council, are the original vampires from the What We Do in the Shadows film. So like Taito Titi, Jamie Clements, mm-hmm. very fun. We love to see it. Um, so they are trying to make the vampires answer for their crime of killing the Baron. Uh, and Guillermo kills a bunch of vampires to get them out of so this situation. Um, they're sentenced to death by sunlight and he stops that with um an umbrella good for him but they try and like through the after they've escaped and stuff they keep sending new vampires to the house uh, <laughs> to try and yeah. kill them or capture them or whatever and Guillermo is fending them all off which is very funny mm-hmm. um so he eventually gets a promotion to become a bodyguard um uh, at this point, they also get promoted to be on the Vampire Council because he's killed mm-hmm. so many of the vampires yep. that their like district doesn't have any left, <laughs> which yeah. is very funny. Um, <laughs> anything else with Guillermo? Him and Laszlo, not him and Laszlo, him and Nando are in love, um, but yes, they haven't they haven't canonized that fully yet, but it's heavily implied, so season yeah, four, so- we're hoping... We do have, like, there's a moment where Guillermo has a convo with someone and they're basically like, oh, like, you should tell him how you feel about him. And he's like, well, I don't, I don't have feelings. No, no, mm-hmm. he's just a, a work friend. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think season four, we'll get onto our season four predictions later, but yes. I'm a huge Guillermo and Nando shipper. Yes, absolutely. I think that would be very cute together. Yes. And now on to Colin Goddamn Robinson. Oh, right. Do you want to give us a quick <sighs> overview of him as a person and then I'll drop the law on his yeah. whole situation? <laughs> Colin Robinson is the most boring person in the world. Intentionally. Is this isn't a criticism. Intentionally. <laughs> this is not me going off of, like, I just, I hate this character, they're boring. No, no, no. He is canonically incredibly boring. Also an internet troll. Also, um, just a really bad boss. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? He just knows so much inane information, but it's not even like me where I know fun inane information. It's boring inane information. <laughs> um, and yeah, he basically spends his entire life trying to just annoy and bore every person around him. Hmm. And there's yes. a reason for this, which Katie will yes. come to later. Yes, so... I will, let's just segue right into it now because it makes Whoop. sense. 
So, we've obviously, we do our little lore layout, but you guys don't need to hear the vampire lore again. We've done vampires yeah. so many times. Listen back to any of our episodes, our original What We Do in the Shadows episode, our Van Helsing episode, our Beautiful Creatures episode. Have we done any other vampires? I can't remember. <laughs> oh, uh, maybe. <laughs> well, listen to any of those or anything else. We've done the vampire lore, we've traced it across the world, you know the deal. What I want to talk about in our lore layout today is uh, the concept of the psychic vampire, which is pretty much exclusive to what we do in the shadows, which is exciting. So mm. the lore is quite self-contained. Um, it's obviously played up for comedy. So psychic vampires or energy vampires are the most common type of vampire. And instead of draining blood, they drain energy from others by boring or annoying them, which is very funny. Um, Colin Robertson is the worst he's the worst guy in the mm-hmm. office he's that guy in the office that talks to you and you're like leave me alone leave me alone um, and he just feeds off people having like intense emotions of just awkwardness and then the victims they'll become really tired or weakened and then in extreme cases they can basically die of boredom or fall into comas which is very funny um, the more they feed though it's weird the more supernaturally strong they become um, which can cause all kind of weird stuff to happen so like there's a scene where colin robinson's mm-hmm. head grows massive and i thanks i hate it uh really bad vibes <laughs> he grows he is bald right so he is yeah. right now imagine just like a 50 year old man <laughs> a bald white 50 year old man that is colin robinson but at one point he runs his hand over his head and he grows hair and it's the worst thing i've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> it's also interesting because they're not harmed by normal vampire deterrents so like sunlight doesn't work on them religious imagery silver and we also don't know how they're formed and we don't know if they're technically undead or not Uh, they're not immortal in like the normal sense they have exactly a hundred years of life life in quotation marks and then they die and then shortly after their death they're reborn as infants in the stomach cavity of the decaying corpse um, which we only find out in the season finale so apologize for the spoilers but if you've listened this far i assume you've seen it mm-hmm. um uh we don't know yet if they have any memories from their past life or if that's just a fresh new baby but you'd assume if they have memories of their past life then they'd kind of know about like the the guys would know that that's what happens and they don't know yeah. that however we do know that colin robinson grew up in the 20s so it might be that he was created in the 20s and hadn't have a, had a full cycle yet true 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 but maybe so, they would know another energy know. vampire you know but, yeah that's yeah. true but we we don't know it's crazy true so. they have like all the same powers as the other vampires have like um like crawling and like drink it like they don't have to drink blood they can eat human food but they don't need to whereas the other vampires if they eat human food they have to be sick afterwards um yes it's not very nice but they can also um emotionally manipulate more like the others can do hypnosis they can emotionally manipulate Mm -hmm. um they can shape shift if they are super powered up um colin robinson for example can transform into a gecko which is very fun um they can't fly but they can levitate for short periods of time um they have quite good damage resistance so they survive like injuries that would have been fatal to a human like he gets run over by a car a couple of times (laughs) which is a good scene um and then if they 
have all the energy that they need and and more as we talked about before they get special extra abilities including flight more physical strength they can self-replicate like through a weird mitosis um process and they can also drain life force from plants which is very funny they could also grow their hair back if they're bald which is very funny um uh, they kind of look like normal humans more so than the other vampires but their eyes might glow when they're feeding but it's not consistent um, also they look like dweebs they do look like dweebs they love environments and like fashion and stuff that's ugly and boring and make people not want to hang out with them um because they just feed off people being like oh he looks terrible <laughs> they do have yeah. reflections however their reflections are like haggard and scary and just not yeah, looking great yeah creepy reflections um but they can other than that pass as humans um mm. When they're like fully adult and stuff. So yeah, that's it. Um, so psychic vampires. Weird little guys. The season three, as I'm sure if you've listened this far, you're aware, ends with Colin Robinson reverting to his baby self. So I'm sure we'll find out even more about energy vampires then, which will be so exciting. Very exciting. <laughs> um, so you've mentioned season three there. I think we should do a very brief summary of each season. Yes, yes, yes. Just so we have like an idea of where we're at. So. Definitely. Season one is all premise, you know, like, yeah. these are the vampire roommates. <laughs> mm-hmm. These are the vampire roommates. Here's the vampire crimes they've done. Yeah, they kill the Baron. They yeah. hang out with some werewolves and kill a werewolf. <laughs> Um, a lot of Nadia and a lot of like establishing like what vampire society is like because mm-hmm. their whole thing in the first season is that the Baron Afanas is coming to visit and they were supposed to have conquered the entirety of America. Mm-hmm. Now they haven't done that, obviously. No. Um, there were things they were doing. So that whole thing is them being like, oh shoot, now we have to like try and conquer um, <laughs> Staten Island basically. So like they join the council. It's very silly. And that's basically it. Also, Guillermo, he's he's a little more timid in this season. Yeah, it's he's only in the last episode that he finds out he's a Van Helsing. Yeah. And they're like, and then, goodness me. Like, and he's worried if he ha- he's going to go on to kill the vampires, but then he doesn't. Yeah. He goes on to kill the other vampires. <laughs> um, we also get yeah. introduced to the Vampire Council, but they're only in it for about an episode, and they go on trial for the death of the Valen. Yeah, I just need to point out, Tilda Swinton is the head of the Vampire Council. and it I'd forgotten that, that's amazing. Yeah, Tilda Swinton also, um, oh god, the guy that plays Machete in Spy Kids, I'm sorry, that's the only way I know him. <laughs> He's also in the Vampire Council, um, so are, you know, um, the, the vampires from the original. We've got Vlasov, yeah. Poker, we've got Viago, we've got Deacon, they're all in the Vampire Council. Yeah, They do a very silly dance together, it's... It is incredible. It's so, so good and very <laughs> silly. Um, so then season two is them kind of a bit on the run for the Vampire Council. Guillermo is just solidly killing any vampire assassin that comes their way. He's slashing them left and right. He's also trying to infiltrate like vampire hunting gangs mm-hmm. to make sure that no vampire hunters come after yes. them. Oh, you know who in- we haven't talked about that comes in in season who? two? Um, so... Nadia performs a seance at one oh. point to make the ghost to make ghosts appear, but the ghosts that happen to appear are the ghosts of their human selves. It's weird mm. uh, because they have unfinished business on Earth. She also gets the ghost of Gregor, uh, which is great. 
but she likes hanging out with the ghost of her past self, so she puts her spirit into a creepy little doll. I and like I the hate dolly. Her. I hate the doll. It was my first introduction to this series. Is um, my flatmate was watching it, and I saw the creepy doll, and I hated it. But then the jokes were good, so I sat down and watched yeah. the rest of the series. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, so we we also have Nadia 2.0, who is this little doll, who is Nadia, but her thoughts and feelings, I love her very much. Um, so season two basically sees them mostly get nearly murdered a lot, Guillermo mm-hmm. stops them from being murdered, none of them ever believe Guillermo. No. That he's saving their lives. Yes. Um, it's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> and then it ends with them being invited, yeah, it ends with them being invited to a trap by mm-hmm. the Vampiric Council. And then Guillermo going absolutely he kills all of the vampires in that theater. <laughs> oh, it's insane! And they're just like Guillermo, look at the mess you've made. Perfect. <laughs> um, also, in this series is Laszlo becoming absolutely bestie mates with their next door neighbor Sean. Yeah, that's so cute. It's his best friend in the whole world. And they do give him the brain scramblies, which is when they use too much hypnosis on someone and their brain gets all scrambled. But his brain gets so scrambled that he falls back in love with his wife. And isn't that Mm. nice? Don't think about it too hard. Yeah, but he he actually, you know, he, he continues to be like a functional human after this so it's all good yes another peak of this uh season for me is jim the vampire which is mark hamill yes. of all people um arrives yes. with vengeance on laszlo because he was laszlo's landlord and he refused to pay him a month's rent in california like 200 years ago and he's added up all the interest so oh laszlo flees and goes on the run and tries to pass as a human um called jackie daytona yeah because it sounds like transylvania yeah that's cool Uh, yeah it's very silly that's a great episode they also have my other favorite episode that was the one that i saw out of context before i watched the show um and Mm -hmm. was like yeah this is a good this is a good one this is a fun show i want to see it um where they get a chain email uh and then they're freaking out that they've been actually cursed oh it's um, so good and they don't have enough email people's emails to send it on to 10 more people Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. so they think that like some kind of Evil demon's gonna come the get him. Bloody Mary's gonna come get them. Also, what is very funny about this episode is that, meanwhile, Guillermo has infiltrated a vampire hunting gang and they're gonna go kill, like, what they say is a, co- a full coven of vampires in a really spooky house with, you know, erotic topiary outside. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh no, oh god, oh no. So he rings the house and it's just like, you're in danger, get out, get out, get out. And they're like, no, Bloody Mary got our telephone number. And it's very... So incredibly dumb. Um, <laughs> yes. It's a bait and switch, obviously. It's not actually, they don't, the vampire hunters don't actually turn up at their house, but then it is a full entire house of terrifying vampires. They've got all the tropes. They've got creepy kids. They've got a random 70s man. They've got like everything. It's like a huge, like, it's one of those, right, you know those Christian families where they have like 10 million kids? Yes. It's one of those families. Yes, we love. It's yeah, it's a lot. One of those families, but all vampires. And Guillermo goes on a little sucking mission, but there's one guy that he has to leave behind. R.I.P. <laughs> yes, he will come back later on in the season. <laughs> <laughs> so season three, uh, we start right up again after the aforementioned massacre of all the vampires. Um, this is when. Um, this is why they start being on the Vampire Council, because Guillermo has killed all of the vampires. 
But it's uh, also really funny because basically, so um, so Christine Schall, she plays um the handler basically who is yes, like she's a great PA to the vampire council, and she's like, so killing like a few vampires is very bad, but killing many very vampires that means you are like powerful. So we want you on the vampire council, and it's <laughs> so good. You have killed seventy um, percent of most powerful well, vampires in New York. <laughs> It's so good. She's very, she is incredible. She is wearing a god awful wig. No offense, Kristen Stroll, but um, <laughs> she's great. If she's you don't so, know who that so is, good. she's the the voice of Mabel Pines. She sounds like that, but yeah. with like a Ma- vaguely Transylvanian accent. It's very yeah. She sounds like good. Louise. Yeah, it's Louise Belcher. <laughs> she's Louise Belcher as well. Um, so she basically is helping them transition to being on the Vampiric Council. Um, she's. She is a recurring character. She shows up when the Vampiric Council first starts bothering them. Now she's like their PA, but she's just generically so annoyed with them all the time yes. because they are terrible at being on the Vampiric Council because basically both Nadia and Nandor want to lead. There is a power struggle. Mm-hmm. And it's very And Guillermo ends up being like, well, I'll just sit in the chair and you guys can secretly run the council. It's <laughs> very good. Guillermo basically takes over the Vampiric Council and it is so good so funny <laughs> at this point Guillermo has become their official bodyguard um yep. because they he wears a hot little outfit he does we love because at the beginning of the season they have him imprisoned because he killed all the vampires and they're like yeah ah but he's never really like, imprisoned because he's secretly been sneaking out to do all his chores but nando's leaving him like raw meat and stuff out <gasps> as if that's what he eats because he doesn't yeah. know it's very silly <laughs> It's very dumb. Yeah, so they give him like raw chicken breasts and chocolate milk. Yeah, ideal deal. Um, so he gets out. He goes but he proves himself matches. worthy and they decide to make him the bodyguard. They do perform group hypnosis on him to be like, you can never harm us. And also, what does, Colin does something weird like, and you will meow when I say a phrase or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, very funny. But it, after this, it's because it's mockumentary style, sometimes Gamma will like, talk to Cameron, so will the rest of them. Um, but he's like, yeah, hypnosis stopped working on me a long time ago because they used to use it all the time. <laughs> so he just goes along with it like, yeah. Which is, fine. it has some implications because there's a, there's a bit where Nandor says something very sweet about Guillermo being his friend and like really caring about him and then he hypnotizes him to forget it now (laughs) will Guillermo remember that or not was that when the hypnotist stopped working I don't know either way he basically just pretends to do anything that they hypnotize him to do because it's just easier yeah but it's very funny um so yeah it's like it's a really fun end of season and then obviously so it ends with um them fleeing Staten Island Yes. I can't quite remember why. So um I'm gonna be honest with you. No, Nadia's invited to join the Supreme oh, yeah. Vampiric Council in London from she gets like a, a video message from Viago from the original yes. movie saying, uh, join the Supreme Vampiric Council. Um, but then this unfortunately is in London and um Laszlo has vowed to never go back to London, uh, or to England because he was expelled from the Sherwood Club. Um but, but what, Nadia. yeah, she doesn't know that. She doesn't know that it's um, thingy, but he's kicked out of it for falling in love with her because she has low social standing. 
Um, she he does tell her that though. Oh, does he? I couldn't remember. Yeah, yeah. She's like, Maslow, I don't understand why you're not come back to England with me. And he's like, Nadia, I swore. And he does this absolutely beautiful little like speech about how much he loves her. And he's like, But for you, my darling, I will go back to that forsaken land. <laughs> and um, so it's all set up. Nandor wants to go back to his homeland. I think. Yeah, in Iran. So he basically wants to go on like a big, like a big pilgrimage with. Guillermo to Iran and then when they stand on his old land like where he used to live he is going to turn Guillermo into a vampire yeah very finally, big yes finally then what happens is is that Laszlo discovers the weird Colin Robinson baby and it's like oh no I can't leave this so instead he tricks Guillermo into getting into his coffin, locks him in there, and is like, Nadia, I'm leaving you with a bodyguard, because he just wants Nadia to be safe and looked after. Mm-hmm. Kicks him on a boat, kicks Nadia on the boat. Gu- Nandor gets on this train all by himself because he thinks that Guillermo's abandoned him, and now Laszlo has to raise Colin Robinson. Baby Ugh. Colin Robinson. Evil, evil. And yeah, that's the setup for season four. Gosh, I can't wait. So as you can imagine, um, there's been a lot of fan fiction etc that sprung out of that last minute because he's on his own on a train and he really wants to take Guillermo with him and him and Guillermo have a do they like each other yes Uh, by the end it's pretty certain that they do like um even in the first season he doesn't turn Guillermo into a vampire but he does remember it's the anniversary of him starting to Mm -hmm. work for him and he makes him a glitter portrait which is great and he takes her him on a flight over the city he does drop him but he does take him on a lovely flight over the city and he's finally said that he's going to turn him into a vampire and they're going to go on this lovely bonding trip together and then he doesn't show up unless Nandor is heartbroken so he he very sadly gets on this train with his little wheelie suitcase and his backpack and then in that moment you finally understand how absolutely massive Kyvan Novak the guy that plays he's so tall he's so tall and beefy he can barely fit in this seat it's insane (laughs) he's so squished I love him he's great so tall he is uh 1.85 meters tall what is that in I don't know That's like over 6, six feet foot. yeah over 6 foot tall tall boy yeah it's a lot he's a, he's big and he's very like broad as well he's very strong so yeah he's just yeah. so obviously the teens and by the teens I mean myself are yes. heavily shipping Nando and Guillermo we've got some yep. good drama with them Speaking of Liv, I need Hello. you to tell me about the fandom phenomenons because there are oh, so many. Yes. It's exciting because this is one of the first really active fandoms yeah, we've yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of the fandoms that we've done before are films that came out a little while ago and the fandoms died down. This is alive and well. This is undead and, and well. Kicking. <laughs> yeah, it's undead and kicking. Undead and um, kicking. Title of the episode. <laughs> yes. Um. So... Basically, it's a very active fandom, very healthy. I would say there's like, I've not really seen much fandom drama going on. Do not correct me if I'm wrong. I don't want to know. Um, <laughs> um, you know, like the shipping culture, it's very live and well. Like when the first few seasons came out, and I remember looking this up because way back when, if you cast your minds back, when we were first doing the What We Do In Our Shadows film i had not watched the tv show yet no me neither oh yeah i looked on ao3 and a lot of the fanfic on there is like nadia x frida or laszlo x nandor now all of these possible ships 
Every single one of them. So Nando and Laszlo canonically have had sex. Mm-hmm. Nadia and Laszlo canonically have had sex. I don't know about Nadia and Nando. However, they have mentioned that they have been to vampire orgies together before. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely a possibility there. X reader, definitely. If you're a hot woman, any of these vampires are going to come at you. But now, the Nando Guillermo shippers, they are here. They are alive. They are absolutely ready to write their little their little mind i mean there's also quite a lot of polycool fanfic about like mm-hmm. all the vampires and gamma being in a relationship also again definitely a possibility absolutely. everyone in this show except for gamma i would say is the only canonically gay character oh is he, he? Is just, yeah I yeah so he's that. so um yeah, he. There's this one point where she he is about to come out to the vampires, and they're like, "Well, anyway." Uh, uh, yeah. I think I, think I remember the them only... asking, like, "Diego, do you have a little girlfriend?" And he's like, do you have well. "A little boyfriend," and he's like, "Please," because he kind of, um, yeah, I think. <laughs> Nadia says to me, "Like, oh, do you have a filthy little boyfriend?" <laughs> you have a, fi- you have a little secret, you sick redacted. Um, which, like, <laughs> Nadia, your husband has sex with men on a regular basis. What are you talking about? <laughs> But yeah, they're happy for him to have a girlfriend or a boyfriend, but it, I think canonically Guillermo is gay, which is awesome. The rest of the vampires, they are bi slash pan slash they've been alive for so long it doesn't even matter yeah, anymore. Yeah, gender ain't real anyway, and you really notice that when you've been alive for over 200 years. <laughs> exactly. Um, I love them all so much. So basically, shipping culture is really good. I mean, I'm not going to lie, there's not that much love for Colin Robinson. Sorry. <laughs> Like if you're a Colin, if you're a Colin Robinson Stan, fine. If you're a Colin Robinson Kinney, on the other hand, please stay away from me. You seem draining. <laughs> please do not. Um, but yeah, so it's like, do not interact. Colin Robinson Kins, do not. Colin Robinson Stans, you can stay because you have some great memes. <laughs> um, which I'll get onto now. There's so many good memes aside from the shipping. Um, I've I've come across some good Tumblr memes, so I'm going to read them out to you. My first is a post by um, Ortugia on Tumblr, mm-hmm. uh, and they came up with the "What We Do in the Shadows" drinking game. So, take a sip when Guillermo is expecting to get turned as sorely disappointed. <laughs> good lady wife. Colin My good Robinson lady drained. wife, Nadia. My good lady wife, Nadia. Colin Robinson drains the group. Something sexual happens or is mentioned. Bat! <laughs> Vampires only or and a virgin gets eaten. Chug when. Laszlo bonds with Sean. Guillermo kills a vampire. Nadia and her ghost agree on something. Al Kualanadar is mentioned. Other mm-hmm. vampire media is referent. Uh, or there's another familiar on screen. Take a shot slash fish and show drink when. Colin Robinson fixes death. Mm-hmm. Nando gets his heart broken. Guillermo Aww. leaves. Nadia says some absolutely off the world s word, or and or when a named character dies. Now the last one, you might be thinking, "Oh, that's so many spoilers." Nope. Characters get named all the time, and then they brief, and then they die like the next scene. Yeah, you're like, "Oh, they seem the cool." Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was a really fun drinking game. I might have to employ it sometime. Absolutely. Um, my next post is from Groom of Tiffany. Um, 
<laughs> and they have something to say about fan art. Well, but it's fan art, which I have to say is absolutely gorgeous. There's so much cute little comics, and everyone gets like the voice, like the the like the comedy of the show, mm-hmm. like down. It's so good. Yeah. Well, but it's artists who draw the entire gang except Colin Robinson are so lame. Like, I'm sorry that your cutesy style doesn't accommodate my bald bitch bestie. But maybe <laughs> you should make it accommodate him. If you could draw anime eyes on Nando, then you can draw anime tits, Colin Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> very good very um, good now we've got a post from Mimo's mini fridge now they basically just posted a gift set of um, a really cool interview that um, Harvey Gwellen had with Doug Jones mm-hmm. King Doug Jones if you Love are him. a horror fan you know who Doug Jones is he is basically have you seen a movie in the past 15, 20 years that's had some dude in mad prosthetics in it. That was Doug Jones. I love <laughs> him so, so much. <laughs> um, he plays the Baron. Nice. And basically it's just about um it's a very cute little gift set and it's basically about how um Doug Jones loves playing spooky kooky outcasts because he loves being able to connect with people. Oh. Um and he said, when you play roles that are monstrous, that have empathy, that have connection to other characters that might be even kind of victorious in their storyline, it does empower those people sitting at home going, gosh, maybe the monster part of me is the beautiful part of me. That's the message I really want to get through. That's what seems to be getting through to people, which I'm really thankful of. And he finished with, Baron Avanas loves you even though he wants to eat you. Oh, which is very cute. Love um, that. So thank you, Mimo's Mini Fridge, for making me want to cry. I love cause... that the fandom all call Guillermo Mimo. <laughs> Mimo, yeah. Because of Mimo's man milk. Yes. A plot point we could... Oh, there's witches also, and they want sperm. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> it's my favourite episode. <laughs> I think it's very silly. Um. Okay, right. I, I've, got, I've got one that's actually a season four prediction, so I'll read it later. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've got um, one final post i think also from mimo's mini fridge um and basically it's again again uh an interview that Hunk willen did with um marissa janet winker who plays mm-hmm. charmaine absolute new jersey queen charmaine love i that. love her and um he basically said we always ask the cast to pitch ideas that might have future storylines and marissa you pitched an idea and she said i think that charmaine should take nadia on a shopping spree and do like a full makeover of nadia because i can imagine her wearing like tracksuits i think it would be an amazing mo- moment of watching a montage of nadia getting to be like charmaine i like that idea and then so then the, the guy that plays sean uh who is portrayed by anthony atamanuik I nice. think I said that right. I'm so sorry. That's a great last name, by the way. Um, and he is like, I love that idea. It would be fun to discover something like soft that Sean does, like that he rescues birds in a wildlife sanctuary in Staten Island. I feel like I want to, I want to find one piece of him that's gentle. And then um, <laughs> Marissa shoots back with, you know, those bird houses that people put up, that they put, up, but they put up bat houses. So we put up a bat house in our backyard and we catch the vampire. <laughs> Oh my god! And he's like, yes! Oh, you know what? You catch a Laszlo and then Laszlo watches my day-to-day so you really see the true Sean and Charmaine life, which, mmm! So these clips are actually taken from After the Shadows, which is a behind-the-scenes like interview look with Harvey Gwillen host, mm-hmm. and he wears adorable little outfits. And yeah, I'm gonna probably go watch all of them after this because um, they look like really cute little interviews, um, and also I need more Doug Jones action because he is actually... One of my favourite actors, I think, in the whole world. Yeah. He Aww. just wants to play spooky, 
little guy. Well, not even little, because Doug Jones is like I don't. I don't think he's actually six foot seven, but in my mind, he is. Mm-hmm. He's so tall. <laughs> like uh, anyway, yeah. So there's there's my fandom phenomenons for now. I love um, them. Oh, it's such also, an active fandom. If you guys are listening and you're in the yeah. fandom, send us a message about your favorite thing about being in the fandom. Is send us some yes. stuff. We're Midnight Fun Pod everywhere. Midnight Fun Pod at gmail.com. We'll plug that again at the end of the episode. Yeah, we will. But... Just one more thing that is my favorite thing. So there are two out of context bot accounts on Twitter. Yes, Do they're great. a favour and follow them. So you've got the text out of context, which is very fun, and then just screen caps out of context. <laughs> follow them. They they're are so, so funny. It's so good. It just... It brightens my little timeline right up to just see a silly little post. <laughs> I love it, because normally... I would ask you, Liv, um, what your favourite quote from it is. But oh, all of my favourite quotes have swears in them. Uh, oh, yeah. They're just not appropriate to say, especially out of context. So I will not say them, but they're so I good. I have one. What is it? So this is about Nadia, about the Baron Afanas. Mm. She goes, he's literally going up to people and being like, hello, I am vampire. And there's only really so many times you can say he's joking because... Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. All of my favorite quotes are Laszlo quotes, and Laszlo is very inappropriate all the time. But my favorite non-Laszlo quote is, yeah. um, "We drunk the blood of some people, but the people were on drugs, and now I am a wizard." <laughs> I love um, Nando's catchphrase, which unfortunately is just swear word guy. Effing guy. Effing guy. It's so good. And then at one point he gets really annoyed at someone that's showing him around and he goes, Effing guide. <laughs> oh, I love him. It's so good. So, Liv, I have to ask date or steak? Oh, date. Absolute date. I want to be in Every this lovely little polycule big time. I love them all. <laughs> Actually, I did just remember um, one quote that I really like. Um, which is? Which is Nadia making fun of um, Laszlo to her dolly ghost self. <laughs> she was like, so like, oh, darling, I have gotten my penis stuck in the fo- stuffed fo- fox's wolf mouth again. Oh, whoopsie. <laughs> Good. <laughs> and that's exactly how she sounds because that's apparently Nadia doing Laszlo's accent. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm going to ask you something I haven't asked you for a while uh, because yeah. it hasn't been super relevant to the stuff we'd be doing. But do you think these vampires have a moral obligation to vote? We no, know don't that. Make them vote. No, but listen, they're involved in the local council. So do we have a moral obligation to vote for these vampires? Oh my god! <laughs> right, so they are on the they are on the council, and I get that. And like you know, I think it's really good that they get involved in local politics. But they are literally doing it to try and take over America. Although yeah. they're just a bit too lazy to. Yeah, they're just like, oh, we've we've got this road and the road next to us. We got this road and this also road. They tried to take over Manhattan and it didn't work. <laughs> so yeah, I, oh god. I mean. To be fair, I don't think they actually know what they can't vote. None of them are legal citizens. No, they're not. Haha! <laughs> <laughs> Loophole. 
But I would maybe vote um, Nandor into a local office because I think it would be really who funny. would Who do you think should take over the vampire council? No, I genuinely think that Nadia is actually the best at Me too. leading the vampire council. You kind of do see... Like, Nandor... I love Nandor. I don't. I think Nandor should take a break from ruling. Yes, good Like, it was plan. great when he was Nandor the Relentless, but he just gets way too in his head. Whereas Nadia, she has a game plan and she knows what she wants. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I do think in general she does make decisions that are best for actually both vampires and kind not a lot of humans, mm-hmm. but she doesn't make like she's she's more in tune with the times than the vampires that are like, We must take over the world, you know what yes, I mean? Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Also a lot of the mishaps that happened while they were in the vampire council not the, the regular vampire council not the supreme vampire council mm-hmm. i have to say most of those mishaps were straight up laszlo and nandor yeah <laughs> nadia doesn't cause that much chaos no she's just chaotic she's just in living herself. her life yeah i love her <laughs> cool so i think that probably just about wraps us up i would need to know though what are your peaks and pits of the season of oh, any of the okay. seasons oh my gosh um, it's hard to pick right it's so hard to pick um I guess my overall peak... Okay, well, my peak episode is the Atlantic City episode. Yes, that's such it's a good heist. one. It's silly. We have Guillermo going his little tour of the world. Love him, love him. Um, And, yeah, it's when Guillermo, like, flourishes into being, like, a little bodyguard. He's a little sassier with the vampires. I love him so much. Yes. And he wears a little suit and he looks so... Mm-hmm. It's fun. It's monkey fresh. Um... Also, Colin Robinson is, like, less annoying in this episode. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Sorry. I love I genuinely do love Colin Robinson as a character, but he, like, he is genuinely emotionally draining when His powers screen, are is, working because His powers I hate are working. Him. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's, like, really fun. Um, I guess my pit, honestly, my pit is the end of season three. Mm, it breaks my heart. So sad. So sad. <laughs> Said. Also, I guess my other pit would be is that Nandor is in like a very deep depression for a lot of season three. Yeah. Um, mostly because Colin Robinson tells him about the Big Bang and he shouldn't have done that. No. Um, it's none of his business. <laughs> it's none of his business. Nandor doesn't need to know that. Nandor can keep believing that the world is on elephants and turtles, and I love him. Yes. Um, so yeah, anytime the vampires are sad is my pit. Mm. I don't want them to be sad. Mm. I love them. <laughs> what about you oh i think my peak is i really like um nadja and laszlo's relationship i yes. think they're so funny i too am a guillermo nando stan but they're not probably mm-hmm. together yet and i like it when people are together and they're having a silly little time i like Hell it yeah. i think the comedy style is so funny i think it's a really good mix between like kind of british comedy and like american comedy and that's talking very broadly because obviously a lot of the people mm-hmm. that work on this are like from everywhere but like the you yeah. know the two like very mm-hmm. optimistic and pessimistic styles and stuff i think it's a really interesting blend of those yeah, kind of things i agree I yeah think that's what makes it work so well is that like yeah it's not there's no laugh track obviously no. because it is a mockumentary style um and some of the and like a lot of the humor is a little dark, a little sarcastic, mm-hmm. a little moody. But then also it is like, yeah, it does have a lot of like charm and general optimism over all of it. I think what's really interesting is the comedy around all of the characters is quite different. So the yeah. comedy that comes from Laszlo is quite different from the comedy that mm. comes from Nandor. I think Laszlo's comedy is what is my favorite. I always get the biggest deal giggles yep. from the way he says things even if he's just like vampire semen cracks me up in his silly little voice <laughs> love him i also i think Whereas, him and 
um nadja is so funny nadja just chats and chats and says very silly little things and just the things that come out of her mouth are ridiculous and i love her and then nando is little baby turkey yes she just has the weirdest phrases and stuff and i love it and then uh nando's comedy is more sincere he's in a shop like how do we get more creepy paper i I bought the creepy paper i wore glitter and now i feel like an idiot i love it he's very sincere Uh, (laughs) and then uh, obviously the Guillermo humor comes from him being like a bit down on his look and him like doing all this work for like a job that for the most part doesn't respect him you know kind of office humor by a thread (laughs) absolutely so I think this is really something for everyone so that's my peak my pit oh I don't know I don't know what my pit is I really like all of it um I too don't like Colin Robinson, but that just means that he's doing his job correctly. Um, No, I love it all. I love all the guest stars. I think that's so funny. Um, I think in the weakest way, I feel like some of the episodes could maybe do with having a more through line plot. Like, but it's a comedy, so a lot of the episodes are self contained and they don't impact each other. But I think they have such an invested fan base that having like more of a through line plot would be like something that they could do and they'd have the fan investment for that and i think they do do that in season three so i think yeah, season four I think will be more of... plot heavy than telling jokes heavy you know yeah i think they kind of experimented with the through plot in season two and then got like a really good reaction to it so then season three is like very much yeah it's like, all about it the has, like it has silly and, things yeah. going on but then it's also got like the through plot of that so i think they might continue with kind of an overarching plot for the rest of it for definitely season four. Mm-hmm. um Speaking of season four, let's do some predictions, shall we? Absolutely, yes. What is what is your predictions for season four? I'm excited for like a buddy comedy, um, yes. Nadja and Guillermo yes. relationship because they don't have a like a huge like they they all have relationships with each other and stuff. But Guillermo's relationship is mostly with Nando and sometimes with Lazo and probably him mm-hmm. and Nando, uh, him and. Nadja have the the least relationship they definitely don't have the biggest like comedy rapport like when they have had scenes together it's been great but never really one-on-one so I'm really excited to see that I think he's going to touch down in the UK and immediately try and get to Laszlo but I think Laszlo will be long gone by not Laszlo Mm -hmm. and get to Nando but I think Nando will be long gone by then and I don't have a clue what is going to happen with Colin Robinson and Laszlo um how about you Liv give me your predictions so right I yeah I think that a lot of it I think part of it is going to be um you know Nandor getting his way back to Guillermo I think that Nadia may try and kill Laszlo I don't (gasps) think she's going to succeed but she's going to be so mad at him she's going to be so mad I think Um, that maybe do you think maybe okay now here's here's something I'd love I don't know if it's actually going to happen but you know what I'd absolutely adore what Guillermo and Mm. Nadja going out for a we kind of got dumped question mark night on the town oh yes I I would go I would adore it I would also I want Nadja to meet drag queens and really earnestly yes. tell them that they are the most beautiful women she's ever seen please 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 maybe who could slip a drag king in there yes definitely oh 
Mm, it would be so good. Um, I would actually love that. I think that'd be really fun. Guillermo taking Nadia to a gay bar. I think that's what I want. Yes, that would I think be that so fun. I want. Um, I'm I excited really for her crazy. to like uncover kind of what went down with the Sherwood Club and kill yeah. all of Laszlo's enemies and then go back and kill Laszlo. <laughs> yeah, and then go back and kill him and be like, I'm going to kill you. Um, yeah, I'd also like Nando and Guillermo to be in a relationship. And I think Nadia's boyfriend, not Nadia's boyfriend, Nando's boyfriend or Nando's BF Mm-hmm. on tumblr says it um very eloquently i'm gonna read that little post that mm-hmm. actually i think one of the funniest nandomo canon roots nandomo sorry <laughs> <laughs> canon roots possible is that they're canon for like the whole season but we only start to realize it very slowly because they hide it from the cameraman for some reason <gasps> which yes! can i say inspired that would be um, so good the cameramen don't catch on at first so we only get like so we only get to see them like acting kind of weird and then escaping off screen maybe Nando's saying some weird stuff and then the camera guys do catch on and you get like very blurry dark footage of Nando and Guillermo kissing in the dark but it's kind of unclear what's happening cut to the interview and they're both giving completely conflicting fake stories to what they were doing yes. we get footage of a cameraman sprinting and panting heavily trying to keep up with Guillermo hidden cameras are implemented but Guillermo finds them immediately Nando is wearing pajama pants with bats on them that Guillermo was seen wearing two episodes ago Nando caught hauling six cases of yoohoo's into the house <laughs> <laughs> Guillermo looking ruffled when the cameraman arrives to the house and they're like, oh gee, did someone ac- attack? What happened? And he's like, what? No, no one attacked. <laughs> uh, that would be ridiculous. Um, I look like this because, well, it's kind of funny actually. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, I what I will that. say is that I did, um, I did find some script leaks. I know, I know. Oh my god. I'm oh my terrible. God. I saw them on Twitter. So, right, if you don't want any spoilers for what could happen in season four, I'd recommend skipping. Yeah, leave the episode now. The we're going to talk about the script leaks, yeah. then we're going to wrap up. Follow us everywhere, etc., etc. Yeah. Midnight Fun Pod. Kiss, kiss. Love cool. you so much. I get what you don't want to hear. Right, so. Yeah. Wait, maybe yeah. I don't want to hear. Shall I take my headphones out? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God, if you want. I'm going to take my headphones out. Text <gasps> me when you're done. <laughs> okay, I will. Okay, bye, listeners. <laughs> okay, bye. Okay. okay, Katie's gone now. Hello, listeners. Um, this is for all of you. Um, so the script leaks. So we know that Kiyama is going to get a boyfriend, probably called Freddy, which is so cute. Um, I'm predicting that he's going to look like Nando, and I think that'd be really funny. Um, we also know that maybe there's a point where Colin Robinson goes, um, where Nadia and Kiyama are looking after Colin Robinson's baby, meaning like Colin Robinson as a baby, meaning that like maybe they're looking after him because I know there's definitely a scene where Nadia and Kiyama are trying to decide who they should be as related to the baby which is absolutely wild i cannot wait it's gonna be so good um any more things i think that's it really i think there's oh there's also the implication that Nando may be a bit jealous of freddy uh oh and freddy's english so that's cool and that's 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 it that's the script leaks i'm gonna summon katie back omg hi, hi. <laughs> you know what's really exciting uh, i'm editing this week's episode so if everything is really well edited flows really well and then there's just two minutes of living absolutely unhinged and loads of silences and stuff because <laughs> i've skipped ahead in the editing uh because i don't want to know <laughs> she don't want to know i don't want to know <laughs> anyway that's very fun i hope you've just done crimes on air but i'll never I didn't know about do any them crimes. <laughs> maybe i did you'll never know i'll never know i'll never know until i re-listen to this episode in like a year yep (laughs) (laughs) i think that probably just felt wraps us up for this week what would you like to do next episode oh my gosh i hadn't even thought even remotely about next episode well i have i have a vampire suggestion and i have a non-vampire suggestion so what would you want to do 
I'm going to say non-vampire. We've been a bit... We, we did vampires this week. Mm, shall we do The Craft? Yes! Witchy episode. Another yes! witchy episode. I don't think we've had a witchy one since... Um, Oh, Practical Magic. Yes, Practical Magic. So The Craft is an iconic movie from the 90s. Mm-hmm. I've never seen it. Me um, neither. I-, I did dress up as a girl from The Craft for um, an 80s, 90s, noughties party in high school because I, I just love their aesthetic. I had like mm. the little black skirt with the suspenders and the white shirt. I don't know her name, but she's gorgeous. Um, so I'm excited. I know it's like a teen witch vibe. Um, like horror fantasy supernatural i'm excited i don't know a lot about it but i'm excited (laughs) me too it's gonna be so fun excellent well if that wraps everything up uh just follow us everywhere let us know if you're in the what we do in the shadows Mm -hmm. fandom give us suggestions for what movies or tv shows you'd like to cover soon we are running out of our initial list so we've got to source (laughs) some more uh anything you'd like to see from this podcast we might do a little revamp Um, (laughs) a little revampire a little rewamp um (laughs) at some point soon because we've been doing it this way for a year so any comments suggestions nice constructive criticism uh, and i will caveat nice because we're babies and we don't want you to be mean um yeah send it in to us where midnightfunpod at gmail.com if you want to send something anonymously not anonymously but you know not publicly or a bit more long form or hit our twitter dms hit our mentions instagram tiktok anywhere um we'd love to hear from you even if it's just your what we do in the shadows fan theories we want to hear it (laughs) all right we'll see you next time yeah have a great morning afternoon evening whenever you're listening and we'll see you next time bye bye midnight fun is an independent podcast hosted by two girls with an internet connection our intro and outro music are loved and respected by Rosa Zerti of Loyalty Freak Music. Neither Katie nor Liv are associated with any of the media or intellectual property discussed throughout the podcast. All views are their own. And remember, vampires make terrible boyfriends. <laughs>